The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, guys? Welcome. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. I'm your host, David Williams, along with Sam Bruski, and this is Hoop Ball Grizz. All right. We're coming to you. We're going to do a little bit of post game, but we're getting the weekly preview. So you're getting a combo show today. Woot, woot. Let's go. We're going to start off covering the game from, what is that, Friday night? I don't know. My days are running together. Yes. Oh, yeah, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, Gri- was, we was there. <laughs> it was Grizzlies versus Bucks. The Bucks won the game 127 to 114. But that final score does not even come close to telling the story. Not at all. Of this game. The the Grizzlies played awful in the fourth. They were outscored by 18. It was 37 to 19 in the fourth quarter. So the Bucks team, which should beat the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. they took over in the fourth. Yep. Grizzlies played with them the entire game. They were right there. Grizzlies actually took a five-point lead going into the fourth quarter. I was really surprised because the Grizzlies were shorthanded. We didn't have Brandon Clark or Ja Morant. Both of those guys are sitting out. And the young Grizzlies team took these guys. They pushed them. They had to earn it. It was not a – yeah, it's a 13-point win. But 13 points – it was it just doesn't do it justice at all because of how well the Grizzlies were playing early on in this game. It's been a reoccurring thing where the Grizzlies have one bad quarter. It's been the third a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't the third last night. No. I'll get into that later. I'm not going to dig into that right now. We saw this with the the Magic game early in the year where they were absolutely destroyed in the fourth quarter. It's just the lumps of a young team. But there was a lot, a ton of stuff to be excited about last night watching this game. Jaron Jackson Jr. had the task of guarding one of the best He won the MVP last year, so you can argue that he is maybe the best player in the NBA right now. I'll agree with that. I I don't know if he's – do you think he surpassed LeBron James at this point? He's close. Close. It's – He's close. My favorite part about those conversations, you can have facts to back it up either way, Mm -hmm. right? So you can say that LeBron or Anthony Davis or James Harden is the best player in the NBA, and I can be over here and be like, you're high, it's Giannis because of this. We can both have facts to back up our argument. So I enjoy that argument. Mm. I enjoy it a lot. But the one thing that you can't argue is he's definitely one of the best. If you want to argue that somebody else is the best in the NBA, you can but Giannis is definitely he is a top five, top ten for sure player. I'm being top generous. three in the NBA right now. So. Yeah, he's one or two for me right now in the NBA. But anyway, I started Jaron Jackson. I'm look. I'm off on a rabbit trail already. Jaron Jackson had the task of guarding him all night long. Jaron Jackson's Achilles heel has been foul trouble. I before that game last night. 
I'm like, Jaron Jackson is 100% going to be in foul trouble because he is going, Giannis knows that he's an aggressive player and he's going to take advantage of that. Jaron played great, great last night, not just on the offensive end. If you watched the game, if you didn't watch the game, if you looked at the box score, you saw what Jaron done on the offensive end. That was not even the most impressive thing that he done last night. Jaron Jackson guarded Giannis Antetokounmpo, and yeah, Giannis had 37, but Jaron stayed in the game, didn't get into foul trouble, and he made him earn it. Mm-hmm. And the guys like Giannis, guys that are the top-tier elite guys in the NBA, when you're a scorer, you're going to score. Your job as a defender is to make it as hard as possible on these guys to score. And Jaron, he was, man. He was making him work. That was my favorite part of the game. We'll get into to Jaron's offensive numbers here in just a minute. The Grizzlies fall to 8-17 and 17 on the season after the loss. Jay Crowder had a solid game. Jay Crowder had 15 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and a block. JV, he was on the struggle bus oh, again. Oh, man, that was bad to watch. I know – well, he was, what, 3 for 10 last three night? 3 for 10. There was one possession where he missed three shots. That he should have made. Yeah. That he, three shots shouldn't have happened. <laughs> it should have been one and done, but. He got two offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. and he just couldn't put it back in. It, it was That was tough to watch. If you've listened to the show at all, you know how much, Sam especially, but in general, we show JV a lot of love. Mm-hmm. We, we, we like JV. It was tough to watch him last night. It was sad. Yeah, it, it was hard. I cried on the inside. Dylan Brooks started off. He was shooting the ball pretty well in the first half. He had 17 points with three minutes and 22 seconds left in the first half, and he finished the game with 19. He had a Kevin Love game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember last year we went to a game, and Gasol had like 28 at halftime. It was remember the Nuggets that? game. Yeah, Marcus Gasol went ham in the first half and then fell off the face of the earth in the second half. And the, finished with 28 points, I think. I, well, no, I think he ended it. I did think he, he got to – Did he score 30? He got to 30, but it was like he scored five points in the second half. Oh, I think he ended with I 33. I think he broke 30. But the, the Grizzlies were beating the Nuggets by like 17 at halftime. 29. Was it that much? It was 29. That was okay. their worst loss of the season. And I'm just like, man. We'll come back, wise. The, these guys, and obviously at halftime, coaches make adjustments. And that was probably one of the adjustments that, that Budenhauser made. Or whole, I butchered that name. The coach for the Bucks. Do you not say the name, Sam? I think you said it right, didn't you? Budenholzer? Budenholzer, that's it. Yeah, okay. Anyway, he probably made that adjustment at halftime, and that's why Dylan got slowed down. I thought for sure Dylan was fixing to explode in this game with that first half. Nineteen points, not a bad game. This is a, a good game for him. He didn't break the twenty mark, which I was glad of. The Grizzlies are undefeated when he scores twenty or more. Obviously, if he gets to twenty and the Grizzlies win, I'm happy. But I didn't want him to get to twenty and them lose. I didn't want to break that. Kind of crazy, but I, I like to say, hey, the Grizzlies are undefeated when this happens. That's right. 
decent game by by Dylan, and I've talked about consistency from him, and we we've got a pretty decent stretch here where he's had some some good games back to back. Tyus Jones had ten points and seven assists. Kyle Anderson had five points, six rebounds, and he bodied Giannis Antetokounmpo. Bodied him. Bodied. It was not quite the highlight of the game, but he done him dirty, and it's great. I do want to correct something. It was was not 29 points. It was 25. 25. In the Nuggets game. Oh, (laughs) yes. I was, uh, Sam was over here. I I saw him dig. They were down by 29, but at the half, it was 25 points. So technically, they did come back from a 29 point, but it was 25 is the way when they came back. I saw the steam rolling off your fingers over there. I knew you were digging into something. I just wanted to make sure. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure. Making sure we're I was accurate. technically right, but I wanted to state that. So Yeah. Well, you were right in the points, so yes. we're, we're good. Um, DeAnthony Melton didn't shoot the ball well last night, but he filled up the stat sheet. He continues to fill up the stat sheet every time he's on the floor. Had five rebounds, five assists, two steals. And the stat keeper sucks. They boo-boo, poo-poo. DeAnthony Melton had a block at the end of the first half. A clear block at the end of the first half. We were on the opposite end, and we could see it. And he didn't get credit for it. You see it on Twitter all the time. There's one guy in particular that tweets out how Jaron Jackson gets robbed of blocks all the time. D'Anthony Melton got burgled last night. Smoogled. (laughs) Boigled. It it was... I just don't know what they were watching. I don't know if maybe they were reaching over to get their Starbucks and they just missed the play. I have no idea. But DeAnthony Melton should have had two blocks last night. Yep. They credited him one, but he should have had two. It was the one he did get. He got one in the fourth quarter that was a clean. Yeah, that was straight. No if doubter. you missed that, you're an idiot. Well, I feel the same way about the first one. Touche. Honestly, we were on the opposite end of the floor we, and we saw we, it. We could so. see it. We we sat on the south end of the forum. They were on the north end goal. And we could see it from our end. The person that's taking care of the stats sets freaking courtside. That's your job. Watch the game, man. Whoever's doing this for the Grizzlies needs to be fired because they're a bum. Gosh. Okay, I don't know. Shots don't. fired. <laughs> Maybe they don't need to be fired, but I, I feel like these guys are getting rooked because they do. They miss a lot. Jaron Jackson, I I honestly didn't pay that much attention to it until I started seeing the tweets, and then I started watching the games and seeing how accurate that is. Here's a good example, too. Jonas, when he first went to the Grizzlies last year, there's a, there was a block, and it, it, I, it cost me fantasy a week, too. We tied. If I had had that block, I'd have won, because we tied in blocks. We were 4-4-2. It was awful. Oh, it was bad. Anyway, but Jonas blocked a shot. Obviously, you can watch it in the replay. It's like, boom, hand on the ball. Didn't call. Not, not a block, not nothing. Yeah, zero stats. And it was very, very sad. It's a crime. It was his first game there. It was Grizzly. It was Grizzlies and Spurs. It was his first game when he when he scored. We got his double uh, double. First double double with the Grizz. Oh, now we'll go over to uh, to Jaron Jackson and his offensive line from the night. He did okay. He okay. <laughs> he set a franchise record for three pointers in a game. He had nine. 
He shot 66% from the field. He was 14 of 21, Gosh. 60% from three, 43 points, five rebounds. That is good for third all time in the single game scoring for the the Grizzlies. The only two players that have oh, outscored him. Oh, hang on. Him. You got a question. Does anybody know who it is, firstly, make you think about it for a second? Because ah. it will blow your mind. That's right. Look. Well, we're going to tell you. Yeah, we're, we are yeah, going to tell we're, you. We're not going to leave you hanging. But I, I would not have guessed it. One of them I think I may have thrown w- out there. I would have got the one maybe. But the, really the guy that it. holds the record. Oh, no, not at all. I know that he could fill it up. Oh, yeah. And I know that he was a long-range assassin. But I, I wouldn't have picked him. No. There, there would have been other guys. So Mike Miller is a, the guy that he has the single-game scoring record for the Grizzlies. He had 45. And then Pau Gasol had 44. I would have probably guessed that would be their leading score, period. That that would have been. Yeah, Pau. Honestly, yeah, I would have. Him or, him or Mark. Yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah. I would have I would have taken one of those two guys. That would have, if I had two guesses, I would have thrown Gasol brothers out yep. there. Maybe Conley, if, I, if you're giving me three, but Mike yeah. Miller would not have no. come across. I like Mike, but. Or even maybe like Sarif Abdul Rahim, Abdul Rahim. Yeah. I don't know. I butcher names all the time. I apologize. That was close. Yeah. I'm not sure how they – it's been so long since I've heard that anyway. He used to fill it up back in the day. So there would have been quite a few guesses before I ever got to uh, Mike Miller for sure. Uh, Jaron, one bucket away from being the franchise All I had to do was make that one three. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, or the free throws that he missed if he makes – Oh, that's right. He missed three free throws. Yeah, Jaron. No, outstanding game by Jaron Jackson last night. Like I said, I'm super happy for the offensive production that we got from him and watching man, the when he got on fire, that place was going nuts. The, it was unbelievable. The thing that got me is, like, he made a basket. Everybody was kind of like, oh, okay, yay. And then he made another one. And they're like, oh, yay. And then he, like, five, six, seven. Eight. I mean, it was like every time he'd go down, boom, boom. And, I mean, there there was one. You jumped up. You were going nutty. And I was sitting there. I was like, okay, that's like four in a row. And he went down and hit that one three. And I was like, all right, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you, you're talking about the one that was, like, pretty much from the Grizz yeah, logo. when he hit that, I was like, all right, I'm in. Let's go. Do it. Yeah. I don't even know how many points you got, but let's do it. <laughs> So Jaron Jackson nearly outscored the Bucks' yeah. entire team by himself in the third. He had twenty six in the third last night. God dang! Um, and in fuego, <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> insane. All right, so we'll, uh, final score of the game: one twenty seven, one fourteen. Again, Grizzlies fall to eight and seventeen on the season. I would love to see what would have happened if the Grizzlies were full strength because they stalled in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Couldn't get it going. John Morant, top 10 in the league. I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to find out before the next show exactly where that is. I know he's top 10 in the league in fourth quarter scoring. I want to see exactly where he's setting. I'm not really, I know that he's top 10, but that's it. I don't know the exact. I'm going to get that before the next time. But I, I would have liked to have seen them full strength. And maybe the Bucks take the game a little more serious if the Grizzlies are full strength, if Moran is healthy. 
and the game goes completely different, and the Bucks steamroll them anyway. But that's kind of what I was thinking too. They probably went in thinking, well, they don't have Brandon Clark, they don't got you know Ja, so you yeah. know this will be easy. And turned out well. Yeah, it was not. They earned that one. It was a 13-point win. The Bucs took care of business. They have longest win streak in the NBA. They're supposed to beat the Grizzlies. They made them work for it. Are they at 17 now? That's 16? Yeah, 17. 17 Last night made 17 in a row. Yeah, and God dang. The one thing that – another – not the one thing. There were a lot of things that I liked. But another thing that I liked is – how the guys were getting in the mud last night. Jonas oh, yeah. was that on the was floor. Awesome. They were they were just getting you could tell that the Grizzlies wanted this game. They wanted it. These guys were on the floor getting in there, doing the dirty stuff. The the you know, we're moving on from grit and grind, but it's still grit and grind. We live for the grind. And these guys were doing that last night. So we're gonna we're gonna move on from that. I'm going to hit it in the middle of the show today. We're talking about JV getting in the mud. Fun fact of the day right here, middle of the show. Let's go. JV fun fact of the day. Before he goes any further, I'm going to let you guys know I'm learning this JV fun fact of the day with you. He wouldn't even tell me what it is. Nope. Did you know that he is an avid fisherman? And this past summer, he was preparing for the fishing season by fishing for sea monsters in Norway, and I have a really cool picture I can't show you guys, but if you look it up, Jonas Valanciunas fishing, there's a really, really, really cool picture of him, and I tell you what, this thing looks like a monster. We can share it with you. Well, I I guess we put it on Twitter. Sam is going to tweet it out. That is, the fish is almost as big as Jonas. It's huge. (laughs) All right, he's going to save that picture. We're going to tweet it out. Go find it at Grizz. <laughs> Sam's going to tweet it out. We're going right. to retweet it as a show so you guys can see the bearded behemoth holding a monster fish. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would eat him alive. Yeah. All right, JV fun fact of the day there. All right, we have another four-game week this week. The Grizzlies play four. They're playing tonight, Saturday night, against the Wizards. The Wizards. We will not have a post game. I'm actually going to be out of town. We're squeezing this in. I'm leaving for a trip for the weekend. So we're squeezing this in right before I, I leave out of town. Uh, they play the uh, Wizards tonight. We covered the game a little bit in the weekly preview last week. This next week, they have the Heat on Monday at home. They are at OKC at Cleveland, and then back home Saturday against the Kings. The The Heat are really surprising this year. If you had told me that the Heat would be in the top three in the East at, at the beginning of the season, blows I, my mind. I would have laughed at you. I know Jimmy Butler going there. Jimmy Butler is a phenomenal player, one of the better guys in the league. He works super hard. He's had some issues on different teams that he's played with because of his work ethic. He wants he holds his teammates to a high standard. And so he wants to see them work. Not everybody works as hard as him. It sometimes causes friction. But it seems like that leadership style in Miami is just what these young guys need. Because Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, this young Heat team, they are... 18 and 7, 
seven and three in their last ten games, and third in the East right now. It's the Grizzlies have played them already this year. The Heat won the first game. It was one twenty to one hundred one. Sam, in your prediction, early in the season, but well, actually not even early before the season started, where did you think the Heat were going to be? Man, I tell you, they did. They got Jimmy. We got Goran, Autobio. I don't, you know, I picked them like like what they were last year. Like, you know, weren't they eighth? I don't, they didn't make no, the No, they didn't play. make the playoff. They missed it by a game. That's yeah. right. They were projected yeah. to do eight, and they lost the one game. That's right. I figured they probably would be about the same spot, realistically. Yeah. Not bottom of the East by any stretch. I figured that they were going to be knocking on the door of the playoffs. They would be competing. I sure wouldn't have figured that they would be this high up Mm-mm. it you know it happens and it is early in the season the grizzlies last year at, at one point were in first place in the west and then the wheels kind of fell off of it so teams can overperform early are they going to sustain it i don't know bam Adebayo is a stud yeah that, that's a good word for it it's not what i was going to use but it is he He's definitely got to be in the conversation for most improved player. May not win it because there's some other guys that are maybe doing a little bit better than him, but he's definitely got to be in the conversation. So that's going to be an interesting game. It is uh that that is at home. Grizzlies at home against the Heat on Monday. The next game, let's see here. They are at OKC on Wednesday. Man, OKC is kind of in the same boat as the Grizzlies. Their their records better this year. They're eleven and thirteen. They're six and four in their last ten. The Grizzlies won the preseason mashup, but I don't even really buy into the preseason win that much because Chris Paul didn't play in that game, and it's the preseason. You know, a, a lot of your big guys don't play the minutes that they're going to play in the regular season in a preseason game. Nope. So you can't put any weight into that. That's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting game. I'm I'm excited to watch that one. I think the Grizzlies I'm gonna I'm gonna give you uh my prediction, the Grizzlies this week are gonna be three and one. That's what I think is gonna happen. I think the Grizzlies can win at home against Miami. They're gonna go to OKC and win, and then they're gonna beat Cleveland. And then they come home Saturday to play the Kings. And that's probably the most interesting matchup to me is the matchup against the Kings. We'll go back. Actually, I left some stuff out on the, against the Heat. The last game, Justice Winslow is what really propelled the Heat to the win. He nearly had a triple-double. He's 27-7-7. and And the Grizz had production from guys, but nobody really stood out. Nobody blew up. What is the uh, what's the head to head, Sam? Their head to head all time is Grizz got nineteen, Heat's twenty seven, and their last ten actually the Heat have a two game on that as well. It's four to six. Okay, yeah. Miami's obviously playing better than the Grizzlies this year, but the Grizzlies their record doesn't really show, but they play well at home. They they really do. So mm-hmm. that's it. I'm calling three and one this week, Sam. What do you got? Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Actually, three one. Think we can do? Yeah, All right. I think so. 
I mean, two two's not bad as long as they don't go one and three. That'd be awful. I mean, it is a possibility, but oh yeah, but I, just, I won't let it happen. I'll tackle the tackle somebody and take it. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> like, just don't lose to Cleveland for the love of gravy. Don't lose to Cleveland, please. With what the st- stuff? Well, well, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. But I don't think they will. We will. Um, OKC. What's the what's the head to head matchup uh, against OKC? The this one's really bad. <laughs> Grizzlies have twenty seven. OKC's got sixty two. Woo! Yeah, that one's really bad. Of course, that was around the the Kevin time too. So, well, and it goes back. That's the Super Sonics. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Grizzlies were expansion team when Kevin. the Grizzlies first came in. The the Sonics were a good team, mm-hmm. so they were probably getting smacked by the Sonics Schmoogled. back then. With you know, that's a decent big three, honestly. Peyton Kemp and Detlef Shrimp. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. uh, you know, that's the the all time. I like sharing that just because it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But you see just different waves, and I would, I didn't dig into it, but I would like to see in the grit and grind era, kind of where they were at. I, I bet the. You know, the Kevin Westbrook Harden, I bet their record wasn't that bad against that team. I don't know. Because the Grizzlies yeah. had some good teams in that they time. Well, I, bet yeah, I mean, they did. Maybe they got smacked. But well, the, the Thunder were a great team thing, at that time. One thing I was looking at, now this is just Vancouver. They were 1-9 against them when they were the Vancouver Grizzlies. So 1-9 yeah, against yeah. them. Yeah. Before and that they changed was, over. So Yeah, that was back when... You know that's Gary Payton, yeah. Camp in their prime, and that that's that's to be expected. Yeah, their their last ten against OKC. This one's bad. They're one and nine as well. <laughs> <laughs> Having a rough go against. Hey, OKC. we were at that game they won though last year. Out of their last ten, the Thunder one. The the one and nine. The one and the hey. one out of the nine. Maybe we're we're the lucky charm. Well, I mean, we're, we're going same. to the next one, so I need you to drive to OKC on Wednesday and go to that game. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've done that once. No, <laughs> too far. All right, I'm not really going to dig into the Cleveland game a whole lot, guys. Cleveland is a bad team this year. They have <gasps> some young talent. That was mean. They have some old guys that can't stay healthy that are probably going to get traded at the trade deadline. <gasps> You mean Kevin? I don't know what anybody's going to pay for him. I feel like I like Kevin, but I think they're going to overpay because of the name. Yep. So between okay, this is actually I'm going to hit you with something here, Sam. Go for it. You got two guys here that are stretch fours between these two teams that we've been talking about, OKC and the Cavaliers. Yeah. You have Kevin Love mm-hmm. and Danilo Gallinari. Mm-hmm. Right. Both of those guys play the four. Both of them stretch four. Both of them can score. If you're a team that's making a trade, which one of those guys would you rather have at this point? I'd take Gallinari all day. Why are you taking Gallinari? Well, for one, I like them. I like Kevin, too. But Gallinari, he's... Kevin's more injury prone than him, honestly. Gallinari's younger than him. I believe he's a little bit younger than him, isn't he? Are they about the same age? Man, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. I know they've been in the league forever and a day now. I think Gallinari got drafted two or three years after Kevin did because Kevin came in like 2000 
eight, yeah, nine. Not even relevant. I don't care about yeah. that. For me, I take Gallinari. Yeah, it it is Gallinari by an absolute landslide yeah. for me. You touched on one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love, at this well, point if you in his look career, at him, he breaks his ankle. He can't even spell healthy. It's it's pitiful. I hate it because I love the man. When Kevin Love was in Minnesota, that's I. When he's healthy, I enjoy watching Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Love, over the last few seasons, has not been healthy. For one. And he's never been a defensive player, so he scores and he rebounds. As bad as he is on defense, he better rebound or he wouldn't even be in the league. Yeah, he can score. There's a ton of guys in the league that can score. But that's a, I just kind of hit the second reason. But I, I take Gallinari. There's actually, man, there's more than a couple. But the health issues with Kevin Love, I'm taking Gallinari because of that. I'm taking Gallinari because he's a much better defender than Kevin Love. And then third is the salary. Look at what those guys are making comparatively. And look at the numbers. You're paying for Kevin Love's name. And that's people fall in love with a name. And he's not worth it. Nope. If you trade for Kevin Love and he stays healthy and he brings your team a championship. Congratulations. Yeah. I just I don't think it's gonna happen. He's not gonna stay healthy long enough. I'm taking Gallo all day long in that mm-hmm. for sure, hundred percent. So that that'll be the trade deadline this year is gonna be very interesting. The Grizzlies have a couple pieces that I think will one unfortunately and one I'll be glad when he's gone because he's a freaking crybaby titty suck. But anyway, um I'm going to miss Jay Crowder. I feel like the Grizzlies are definitely going to move him at the trade deadline. Will not miss Iguodala. This whole setting out stuff gets on my nerves. Like, you're getting paid $17 million, man. Don't be a diva. You've won a championship. You have, like, you won a finals MVP. Okay, man. Like, congratulations. I'm glad that you got that. But you are not that guy that you can demand what you're trying to just get out of my face with that crap. Not an all-star anymore. Dude, shut up and play, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, not like that. Okay, not shut up and play. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like you're getting you're getting paid to play. You He's getting paid to con- sit at home now. He is. He's getting and the Grizzlies are going they're going to trade him at the trade deadline. Hopefully get some more assets out of him. I guess I see the risk that he would take if he plays and he gets injured on a team that is bad. He's still getting 17 million. He's still, he's not going to get an extended contract when he goes, he gets traded. Another team is not going to give him a multi-year deal out of it. Like it's, he's just too old for the NBA standards at this point. Just play man. Grizzlies getting flack from different people saying, Oh, just cut him, just cut him. Forget that. Just because he wants to be a crybaby and he doesn't want to show up, we don't have to cater to him. Nope. We own his rights. You can stay at home. I'm I'm happy with the way that the Grizzlies have handled it. I don't like the way that Iguodala has handled it. If he didn't want to play there and he legitimately does not want to play in Memphis, okay, then you need to compromise. But he doesn't want to play in Memphis 
and he wants every single penny of his money, well, if you don't want to play in Memphis, then you have to make a compromise somewhere or you can just set it home, and that's what he's doing. But we'll see. Trade deadline is going to be interesting. So let's move on to what I think is the most interesting matchup this week, the Kings game. I like the young talent mix between these two yeah, teams. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The The Kings are missing De'Aaron Fox. I don't know when he's going to be back, when he's going to be healthy from his issues. But they still have Buddy Hield, Marvin Bagley, and a widely unknown guy. If you if you know hoop ball, if you follow hoop ball at all, he's not going to be unknown to you because you know the guys at hoop ball love him. Oh yeah, but Rashawn Holmes, mm-hmm. probably one of the most underrated players in the NBA. He affects the game. Game changing guy had a bad game last night, but he's still he, he, only reason I know that's because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, he just doesn't – he gets hardly any national – any type of, of – I don't know, man. Like, he gets no push. Yep. And he's a, and he's a double-double a night almost. The, the guys on his mind. team are bigger names. They're more flashy. But Holmes is a guy that you want on your team. So that's going to be – a. JV versus Holmes down low. That's going to be an interesting matchup. But when they run without JV on the floor, when it, when it's Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson, if Brandon's playing, they're kind of managing his injury, so he may not play in that game. It's it's just going to be an interesting matchup. I like young teams. I like the. I don't know if Luke Walton's the right fit in Sacramento. I guess we'll see. But I like you, Luke. You're cool. Sam, what's the head-to-head between these guys we had? Uh, Grizzlies 40, the Kings 49. So it's not too awful bad. Yeah, it's not like OKC lopsided. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a matter of fact, like lopsided and whatnot, out of their last 10 games, they're 5-5. Five and five. Hey, mm-hmm. 500. And last year, I even have this. Last year, the Grizzlies won three out of the four. So... Won the season series mm-hmm. against them last year. They like, Grizzlies were a different team last year, but that's all right. Yeah, this is the first game of the season between the two. Maybe the Grizzlies can win the season against them again this year. I hope so. It's going to be a uh, be a good game. Marvin Bagley's back for the Kings. Hopefully, by that point in the week, everything goes well with John Brandon. I would like to see these. It's not going to be completely full strength because De'Aaron Fox is probably not going to be back by the end of the week. I don't think so. But this is the game that I'm most looking forward to next week. I I love watching the games. I love all of them. But this one right here is is one that I have circled for the week that I'm definitely not going to miss. It's not happening. Nope. Guys, we got nothing else for you. Well, there's a lot that we can talk about. We're not going to dig into anything else. We're we're about at our time. We're almost at the 40-minute mark. We don't like to go too long. So we're, we're going to cut it off right here, and we'll catch you next time. I just, I'm just i going to encourage you guys one more time. I've been hitting this up the last few shows, and we're going to continue to do it because of the information, the quality of information that you get. I want you to go and sign up for the newsletter. It's hoop-ball.com. 
You go in, it's free. You enter your email address. takes about 10 seconds. Releases once a week, covering all 30 teams. The leader here at Hootball, Aaron Bruski, he does it. And it's a, it's a ton of information, guys. It will have something in there about your team. This isn't a, like, obviously there's teams that, that we're covering right now, and we're looking to expand that. But this covers everybody. A lot of pages that I follow on Twitter, you get like two teams. That's what they're that's what they're releasing articles about. That's what they're talking about. They fall in love with people. Not this. Not this newsletter. It's gonna have something in there for every single team. Great information. If you're just a basketball guy, if you're a fantasy guy, it's all in there. Check it out. Again, the website hoop ball.com. Sign up for the newsletter. That's all we got. Until next time. <gasps> Sam. Yo. You're slacking. I am. It's not until next time it's yet. It's not because I was about to say, we're uh, missing our Twitters for one. <laughs> What's your Twitter? My Twitter. Drop it. Why do I have to go first? Okay, all right, I'll go first. It is Sammy B 1118 That's a capital S, lowercase A-M-M-Y, capital B, 1118. The show is at Hootball Grizz, and you can find me at DWill2111. And until next time, go Grizz. Go Grizz. Yeager. This has been a Hootball presentation. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.